Yes, every time this week we look back, well, look around the region really, have a look at the different patches in our neighbourhood and find out what's going on. This week's Asian editor looks, uh, well, comes to us from the Indian mega metropolis of Mumbai with a story of a good Indian boy who's making it big on the international stage. RJ Bunga is a name that you might not know now, but you will in the coming months. That's because US President Joe Biden wants him to be the next World Bank president. And with these things, Washington's candidates usually prevail. So who is he and how did he come to the attention of Washington? Menika Doshi, uh, who is a senior editor with Bloomberg in Mumbai. Uh, welcome to you, Menika. Well, good afternoon to you. Thank you for having me on. How surprised were you that Ajay Banga became Biden's candidate? Was this out of the blue? Um, a little bit, I'd say, because uh, I know that there were many potential successes being discussed for a while, and uh, Ajay Banga's name was not necessarily on the list. Uh, but now that he has been nominated, um, it's not difficult to understand why the Biden administration will think that he would make for a good leader for the World Bank, given the variety of challenges that the bank faces in this day and age. So Ajay Banga is, in fact, a US citizen, but he was raised in India. We know that he was the former CEO of MasterCard in India. What do we know about his life in India and how he's regarded there? Well, he's regarded very highly in India. He studied in two of India's most premier educational institutions, uh, St. Stephen's College uh, of the Delhi University and the Indian Institute for Management at Ahmedabad. IIM is well recognized across the world. Uh, so he's a product of one of India's best management schools. He went on to build a very illustrious career across American enterprise. As you've already pointed out to your listeners, he was the CEO at MasterCard for over a decade. But besides that, he's had a variety of roles that he's played that probably helped prepare him for a position at the World Bank. For instance, he's been on boards ranging from Dow to Kraft to Red Cross. He has worked across government positions. Uh, he was appointed on the Commission on Enhancing National Cybersecurity by the Obama administration. Uh, more recently, he co-led the Partnership for Central America, um, and that was aimed at creating more economic activity and jobs in the region. That was a Biden administration effort. So he's worked across corporate America. He's worked with governments. He's headed the US-India Business Council. And if I may add to the mix, he has an illustrious elder brother, Vindeep Banga, who spent three decades at Unilever. That's a large consumer goods corporation that we're all probably familiar with. And, um, you know, Ajay Banga is therefore, in a sense, a man who has um, worked for four decades in areas that might help ready him for a position of this nature, especially given the efforts he put in at MasterCard when it comes to promoting financial inclusion. The good people of India are nothing if not emphatic about their support for their <laughs> fellow countrymen and women. Uh, are generally Indian society claiming this as their own despite his US citizenship? I mean, that's certainly something that we like to do here in Australia. We sort of claim anyone who has ever just been through Sydney Airport as our own. Undoubtedly, I'm sure that India will enjoy, uh, you know, uh, the, being in the limelight uh, if he does 
make it a World Bank president. And the chances right now are very high. As we know, uh, the U.S. nominee is usually the person who gets appointed by the board. Uh, so definitely India will enjoy that moment in the sun. If I may, though, point out to you that uh, we've had several moments in the sun over the last few years because many Indian Americans have made it to the, you know, to the top positions across corporate America, whether it is Google or Apple or many of those other, uh, you know, large corporations. And so, yes, I mean, this will just be one more feather in India's cap. <laughs> Emphatic indeed. Uh, there was some disquiet. <laughs> I when... had to play into that. <laughs> we do the same thing. We do the same thing. There was some disquiet when the current World Bank boss, David Malpass, announced his resignation about uh, the convention which says America gets to nominate the World Bank head and Europe, uh, the IMF, that's sort of the kind of tradition, if you like. Is this a concession to that criticism, do you think? I doubt very much uh, that this is a concession of any sort. Um, and you'll forgive me for uh, reading into the politics of this, but uh, I think that the U.S. as as the largest shareholder of the World Bank and the, the, the dominant funder of the World Bank has traditionally nominated the president of the World Bank, uh, whether the rest of the world, uh, you know, likes that or not. Um, and I think in, in choosing someone like Ajay Banga, the U.S. has possibly found a candidate um, that will meet the requirements of what the future World Bank should look like. I think the emphasis today is on financial inclusion. The emphasis today is on the World Bank being able to expand its core goals of ending extreme poverty and promoting shared prosperity um, to uh, broader issues of inclusion, especially since 60% of low-income nations across the world are near debt distress of some sort, as Bloomberg has been reporting. These countries owe their creditors hundreds of billions of dollars. Um, this was one of the key talking points in last week's G20 finance ministers meet here in India. And that is going to be an important agenda point for the World Bank to tackle over the course of this year and next. Ajay Banga brings to the table a deep understanding of inclusion given his work over many decades when it comes to payments. And as we know, making money, payments and access to finance available at all strata of income um, is one of the, you know, the most important goals of MasterCard and uh, will lend that expertise will will give Ajay Banga maybe some more insight into how the World Bank needs to evolve. Uh, I can quickly add here one more point, and I'll quote a, you know, a Brookings fellow, uh, Homi Karas, who spoke to this uh, very same issue that you've raised, that the World Bank needs to become more relevant to middle-income countries at this point in time. That will be Mr. Banga's core challenge. And as Homi Karas put it, um, he's going to need to persuade all the stakeholders of the bank that there is the need for a larger World Bank to be able to replace private finance markets or private credit for some of these low-income countries with World Bank assistance. So it is an important agenda point. Ajay Banga does bring much of the expertise to it. 
the one issue that he will have to also contend with will be the issue of climate, very, very closely interwoven with the issue of financial inclusion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As uh, the head of the US Treasury, Janet Yellen, has indicated, along with other shareholders, they want to expand the bank's focus to include the climate uh, climate crisis and other global challenges. Uh, we are out of time. Menika Doshi is a senior editor with Bloomberg in Mumbai. Pleasure to have you on the show. Have a great day. Thank you. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.